Hey, let's hear these lists. I'm ready to hear these lists. Okay. I'm ready to get so, to the theme. All right. So I obviously, Brandon, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, last, like a couple weeks ago, or last mm-hmm. week, I may have been, I did a list of the top 14 quarterbacks going into the playoffs. It stirred up, stirred up a little controversy. People were a little upset about the list and about how I had it. Um, and so – Keenan excluded all the white quarterbacks. It was pretty – Yeah, I yeah, – no, I – yeah, no, I decided to – never had seen it before. It was never for – so I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't like the whites. But anyways, so uh, this one I decided to go top eight because obviously there's only eight teams left, and I did it at every position. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I didn't do offensive lines. Sorry, offensive lines. I did defenses, and then I did – uh, just teams overall. Tim's upset about that. Sorry, I, sorry, Tim. I I sorry, offensive lines. I mean, I could. I give wanted you a it quick individual. Give me the best center, guard, <laughs> tackle, um, all of it. Okay, left left tackle, 49ers, Doesn't matter after that. But okay, so um, uh, so what list would you guys like first? You present it. You you go ahead. Uh, then, and okay, Tim, do you have a? Do you have a list that you want to hear first in particular? Give me give me the tight ends. You did tight ends? Yes, I did tight ends. Let's give them some love. So, so I'm going to go from eight to one. Um, uh, eight, I've got Luke Musgrave. At seven, I've got Kate Otten. I don't have Mark Andrews in this because I was considering him not healthy. So I don't because I did not know he was going to play this week. So he was. I had eight healthy tight ends. I could insert him if you would like me to. He would be obviously in the top four, but I can insert him if you'd prefer. But I don't have him here because I didn't think he was going to be healthy. Where would you have him? Um, let me get through this list and I'll answer that question after. Fair, fair. Uh, so Kate Otten is at seven. Luke Musgrave eight. I have Isaiah Likely at six. I have Dalton Schultz at five. I have Dalton Kincaid at four. You could switch those to me, and I would be okay. At three, I have Travis Kelsey. At two, I have Sam Laporta. At one, I have George Kittle. Right now, I would have Mark Andrews probably three above Travis Kelsey, but then it'd be between Travis Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews. It'd be my three, four. Quick rebuttal, and then I'll let everyone else chime in. Um, I think I think Kelsey's entirely too overrated on that list. I think three's way too high. But I have a I have someone I would switch with him, but I'll get to that after. Uh, and then the top two I agree with, Laporta and Kittle. I I might even switch it. I might have Laporta one. Might have Laporta one. Um, as far as Kelsey goes, if you would have him and Kate Otten switched, I wouldn't hate it. Otten's been playing at a high level uh, pretty much the entire second half of the year. Made plays last week. Kelsey hasn't done much. Uh, so I'll let I'll let y'all respond, but I would not be mad at a Kate Otten-Travis Kelsey switch. I think that is crazy, but go on. What's, tell me what Kelsey's done in the last eight weeks. That would be More than Kate Otten. 
by far. It doesn't seem it. If that's okay. the case, it does not seem it. It seems like All right, since December, way more. Since December, Kelsey's four catches, 81 yards, six catches, 83 yards, five for 28, five for 44, three for 16, seven for 71. Is that great all-time great? Obviously not. But KDOT and since December, two for 16, two for 44, one for seven, two for 10, two for 30, eight for 89. Literally, the last game's the only thing. Let me doing. let me eat some crow here. Let me eat some crow. Uh, what if I got Kate Otten mixed up with Cole Komet? Got my white tight ends mixed up. My fault. But I did okay. think Otten was playing at a higher level. It does honestly seem like the last month, Otten is at least scoring more than Kelsey. I'll say Kate, that. But. If you got Kate Otten mixed with Cole Komet, <laughs> That's actual. You could compare their last six weeks. Komet's been balling. Because Komet was five for 66, five for 23, four for 107, three for 41 over his since December, since that's what I was doing for everybody. So, okay with that one. But I mean, Kelsey, if you would have played in week 18, would have over 1,000 yards this season, too, in the very down year. So I just want to give him credit. He was 984. I still have Kelsey outside my top three. I'll say that. Are you we including Mark Andrews in yours? Are you including Mark Andrews in yours? Or are you not including Mark Andrews in yours? Not necessarily. Not okay. necessarily. I'm, ju- I'm just checking because I wanted if to know if he was the reason. If he was playing, obviously he would be top three. He'd kind of have to be, especially with how him and Lamar have such a rapport. Yeah. But Kelsey, definitely not his best effort this season. But I'll let y'all respond. All right. Whoever wants to go next, go next. I think uh, I think Kittle at one. I can I can get down with that. Um I'm going to throw Mark Andrews on mine with him practicing in full. Um, Fair enough. I'd have to think there's a pretty strong chance that he plays. Um, I don't know what I'd do with Laporta and Andrews. I love Laporta. Um, I also love Mark Andrews. Um, I really I feel, I feel like that's kind of like one of those 1A, 1B things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably go Laporta. Just because the fact that Mark Andrews is coming off of a pretty gruesome injury, so it might take him a little time to round out the form. Now, if Mark Andrews was completely healthy, then he'd be my number two, maybe number one. Um, Kelsey's probably going to be four for me, maybe five. The only tight end that I'd put over him would be maybe Dalton Kincaid. Um, but I agree with what you were saying. Um, I, I think I think Kelsey's got to be four, and then the rest of my list is pretty 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 identical. All right, Timmy, how about yourself? I'll leave Mark Andrews off until we see him play. Um, but fair. I think I would actually keep Kelsey at three. But bit of a hot take, I would take Isaiah Likely over Don Kincaid and Don Schultz. I think he's a little bit more athletic. He's not a bruiser. He's not a big guy. Um, but he's been playmaker. Since he took over as the tight end, he's been a tight end one. So um, he's probably going to get shadowed if Mark Andrews comes back and, you know, we'd never hear about him again. But he played really well when he needed to. Seems to be a fan, t- a favorite target of Lamar. Mm-hmm. Kept that offense rolling. Um, so I'll take him, put him up at like four. But I think I would keep Kelsey at three. Kelsey definitely didn't impress, but we've definitely had some recency bias because we've always seen Kelsey be really, really good. Um, so like a nice six-game stretch where he's not that Kelsey, of course we're going to think he's not as good anymore. But putting him at 
six or seven. No, you can't do that. You got to take. I would take Kelsey over Kincaid and Schultz as well. So. Yeah, Move like I said that kid on statement with uh with full confidence. <laughs> when you uh, said I it, do, I was like, I do. I, I play. I know I played him in fantasy what? plenty of times this year, and he, I remember him getting me zero points. I'm like, this man, there's no shot. He's talking about the Kate Otten that I know. Like he he played a good game this week against the Eagles. Hundred percent, he played a good game. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I was like, it was it was very it was very recency bias. Is what you could say. It was very recency bias. Yeah. Um. um Oh, so I just want to add to Tim's point, go on. though, go on. on the fact of likely the high level that likely has been playing since Andrews uh, went out. Uh, if he's playing at that same level in the playoffs, and let's say Mark Andrews does play this week, whatever, and we're working way back into the championship game next week, assuming like we all pick that they're in, they're in the playoff game, or sorry, the championship game, uh, likely and Andrews as a duo, that's, that's scary. Yeah, like, that's, that's scary. Like, that's that's someone like they already blew out the Niners. If they got that going into the Super Bowl, and that's the hypothetical one v one matchup, Baltimore versus the Niners, like damn, that's scary for anybody, let alone the Niners. So yeah. that's yeah. something to watch out for that we didn't even mention in our build up to the Baltimore Ravens and Texans. So just want yeah, to throw absolutely. That out. And I just wanted to to even bolster your point, Kyle, to talk about that one. Um, Mark, he's likely he's not better than Mark Andrews by any means. He gives that offense a different facet, though. It's like he's a more athletic. He's a more athletic guy. He's better with the ball in his hands. Obviously, Mark Martellus Bennett. He reminds say, me so much of Martellus Mark, Bennett. Mark Andrews is clearly the better target, better hands. But like, if you're gonna, if you're thinking about throwing a four yard out to somebody, you're gonna throw it to Likely because Likely can make that twelve. If you're thinking about throwing, you need third and eight. You need a cat. You throw it to Mark Andrews wherever he is. Yeah. Like it's short hands. You're just throwing it to Mark Andrews. Not that Likely can't make one, but it's Mark Andrews. So, like, Mark Andrews is better, but likely I don't mind you having him a little bit above them. I think they're in a class of, like, you could kind of talk about them, like, together-ish. So, um, next list, I'm going to go wide receivers. Stay with the pass catchers. From eight to one. Eight was very tough for me. Eight Time was, out, Keenan. What's up? You might be interested in this. Yep. Bill O'Brien was just hired as the uh, Ohio, State. Ohio State OC. I don't know yep. if you saw that. So Patriots have an OC opening. Oh, man. I actually there. now have kind of – I have I have Ohio State ties. I don't like that. I'm glad he's <laughs> off of New England, but I now have Ohio State ties. So I kind of I, – I, I don't really love that. But thank you, Kyle, for that information. So eight. Eight, I, eight you can give me four guys. I'm going to give you the three guys that you I didn't have. Jaden Reed – Zay Flowers. Oh, there was one more that I'm not thinking about. I'll think about it later. Maybe it gets brought up. I picked Christian Watson because I feel he's the better receiver, but injury is what took him. We have to think about what we thought about him last year and how he's actually played this year minus the playoff game. He was towards towards the back half of the season. He was actually becoming what we thought Christian Watson was again. I think it was more of the injury than him taking a step back. If you have Zay Flowers or have Jaden Reed ahead of him, no arguments because it literally took me 15 minutes to decide between them. But seven, I have Nico Collins. At six, I have Rasheed Rice. At five, I have Brandon Ayuk. At four, I have Mike Evans. At three, I have Stephon Diggs. Two, Amon Ross St. Brown. And one, Debo Samuel. This is not strictly off of how they're playing just right now at this moment because Diggs wouldn't be on my list if that was the case. But it's six. 
uh, but it has to do with how good I think they are, plus kind of how they're playing and things like that. Uh, it's a combination. But the top six from six to one is Rasheed Rice at six, Brandon Ayuk at five, Mike Evans at four, Stephon Diggs at three, Amon Ra St. Brown at two, and Debo Samuel at one. I almost put Amon Ra at one, but I I think Debo, because of how versatile he is, is a little better. But again, just pure receiver. I think Amon Ra is a better receiver. Debo's just such you a better could, uh... utility guy. I wouldn't be mad at switching Evans with Diggs at four and three. And you could low-key even talk me to Ayuk creeping into that top four. You got him at five. You could tell me he's in that top four. Yeah. Um, as far as that last spot, Watson or Zay Flowers or Jaden Reed, I might lean towards one of those two over Christian Watson, honestly, just because of the injuries oh, this Chris year. Godwin was in general. Team. In general, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Those are those are yeah. the four. Like, pick any one of them at eight. I'm not arguing. I think the top I seven are solidified, you. but the eighth one you could. Play I agree well. with you with the fact that Watson's probably the best pure receiver out of that group. Um, but if you're just talking Packers receivers, I'd say Reed's outplaying them right now. Yep. Right? It seems like Reed's the more go-to option there. Maybe so. Dobbs. I was about to say Dobbs has to be in that conversation because game, yeah. Jaden Reed gets phased out when Christian Watson. Jaden Reed last week had zero catches for zero yards because Christian prior Watson. Prior to was last playing. week, because that's when Christian prior Watson to wasn't. Last week, do you remember? Do you remember the last game Dobbs had prior to last? I week? I don't care, but he's at least been a little bit <laughs> more consistent. We don't see zero catches for zero yards. He's at least always in the game plan. Whereas Jaden Reed is he's had only one catches for four yards. He had he had zero catches for zero yards against the Bears. What what, what week? What week was that? Week eighteen. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to throw a name out there. Go ahead. Yep. So I, I wouldn't put him. I'm not saying he's going top eight. Um, a guy that I want to see, like I, I, I want to see what he's going to be able to do. Um, is Odell Beckham? I think Odell Beckham is going to come up huge for Baltimore. Listen, he's going to make he's going to make their biggest plays. I if I could put Keith Odell at one, Super Bowl I MVP. If I yes, he, I do. If yeah. I could put him at one, I would put him at one. So like, <laughs> I'm a huge Odell. Yeah, like they. I, I looked at like a snap count, and it was like forty percent. Like they've been saving him for a play. Absolutely. You saw so, towards the back half of the season, you saw some games where you're like, oh. Okay, it looks like he has some burst again. He kind of looks like Rams Odell. Okay, yeah. they're just saving him up. No, I, I honestly think Odell can – he's been in big moments before. Obviously, he's a Super Bowl champion. Clearly, he didn't finish the game, but he started the game on Super Bowl MVP pace. So I, I, yeah. 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 Uh, is there any other questions, comments, concerns about the wide receiver list? Um, To me, Rice – Versus any one of that Packers trio, I think that's a real debate, too. Um, obviously, Rice is the one we like the most out of that receiving core for Kansas City. He's been the most consistent. But it's also like, is he really a number one or is he the number one because of you know necessity? Um, he's definitely talented. He's definitely got pop to him. Uh, and he's definitely the most reliable on Kansas City right now. But... I just wonder if he is he that way out of necessity or is he really better than or you know obviously being at six he's still in that same class but I think you'd have an argument for the uh, the Packers trio and I forget who you had at seven exactly Nico, Nico Collins. Collins Nico Collins yeah I mean you could throw him there as yeah. well so 
but Nico's, overall, good Nico's list. tough. Nico's tough. He's he's good. I think. And that, the thing with that thing yeah. with that, Keenan, is if uh, the Texans had Tank Dell, you know, is yeah. Nico Collins even even in that top eight? You know, we Christian might, Watson's might not in that top eight. Christian Watson's not in that top eight. No, Nico Collins would be in the top eight. He'd just be eight, and Tank Dell would be above Tank it. Dell. <laughs> Tank yeah. Dell would be above. It wouldn't Tank be like high above it. Would, Tank Dell would just be above, and Tank Dell would probably be at six. I would put him above Rasheed Rice and Nico Collins. He'd be behind Brandon Ayuk if I tanked oh. that was there. But uh, Timmy. Uh, just got word in. Uh, Romeo Dobbs sustained a chest injury week 18 versus the Bears. So he did not actually really play in that game. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> he said just got just word. Got, that was my favorite part of it. I thought he was breaking up fucking like coaching <laughs> news or something like that. Like, October, October 9th, 2023, I believe he had one catch for four <laughs> yards against the Raiders. Like, let's, this is a, All right, okay. I'll get my assistant on that you one. Know how, you, know, you, know how, you know how basketball <laughs> players like you know equal opportunity offense that is what this uh packers team is you can get christian watson one week get wicks one week get reed one week you can get dobbs one week you got bo melton a couple weeks ago to have over 100 so like yeah yeah but i'm gonna start breaking news by saying just got word because i got hype when tim said that so that's gonna be my new thing like i'm like guys i just got word but it's gonna be a letdown it's gonna be let got, down. Just got word they got new waters in the vending machine, man. Like <laughs> let's go. They refilled the waters, man. It's got That's gonna word. be my new move. That's gonna <laughs> be my new move for hey, sure. Guys, just, you would have thought it was like, hey, just got word Aaron Rodgers retired or something crazy. You would have thought there was <laughs> something some, huge. Something Aaron Rodgers' Achilles exploded again. He was walking He's up on. the stairs this time. I don't know what it was, but he um, lost his whole ankle. <laughs> last thing I want to say about this receiving list, yeah. uh, I mentioned IU. Um, it's everyone's favorite thing to say, like, oh, like T. Higgins could be a number one. I don't think IU gets that same love, and I think IU could be a number one in oh, yeah, you know certain offenses for sure. So yeah, I absolutely. think he's severely underrated. You he can take flowers. You could take IU. I mean, IU is now before the season I had him around like the twenty-five to thirtieth range because of how many great receivers there were. He's up in a fifth top fifteen. He's not top ten, and it's only because of how many great receivers are in the league. You can't. Like, there's about 22 receivers that you feel are top 10. You just have to rank them. So yeah. it's, it's crazy. You have, like, obviously, you have people who are solidified. I don't need to go into the list now. But we're going to go into this running back list is what we're going to do. Mm. Um, running back. So at eight, I have a slash between Devin Singletary and Gus Edwards. I'm going to take Devin Singletary, but I think that they're close to the same guy. At seven, I have Rashad White. At six, I have James Cook. At five, I have David Montgomery. At four, I have Isaiah Pacheco. Three, I have Jameer Gibbs. Two, Aaron Jones. One, Christian McCaffrey. If you wanted to switch Pacheco and Gibbs, I would be fine with that too. Good list overall. I don't think there, I don't really have much to argue there. Um, I don't like James Cook. I don't dislike him. Um, it just upsets me that every time he has the ball, I still like, oh, that's Dalvin Cook, and it's not <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Like, he just looks like him. So, for that reason, I would have – who'd you have behind him? Uh, I had seven. Rashad White. You could – I think White's very underrated. I like the way White runs. So, you could talk me into him over James Cook. Um, other than that, I like that list a lot. 
I think it, they're both similar backs. They both are good between the tackles sneakily, but they're also very good receiving backs. James Cook became yeah. a very big option in the receiving game once the Ken Dorsey got fired. So, yeah, but Brandon, you were going to say something before I rudely I, I like the uh, I like the list. I, I, I'm the opposite of Kyle. I'm big on James Cook. I love James Cook. Um, I think he's a really good – I think he's a good three-down running back. I think he's well-rounded. I think he can go in between the tackles, outside the tackles. But, I mean, there's – it's hard to put him in the top five or even the top six because it's like he good. Checo, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones right now is, is definitely top two. Um, yeah. You know, I think McCaffrey and Jones. Um, yeah, I think James Cook, and again, I don't know where I'd put him at. If I was going to go higher with him, so I think Gibbs. I think you could put Gibbs at three. Maybe I think you could put Gibbs two. Um, Ooh, him. And I and I would be okay, I would be okay with it. I'm not. He's in, it's interesting. It. It's just interesting because Gibbs, like when Montgomery was out and he was just his backfield, we saw him just go off. Oh yeah. And then obviously, like. Now they have like such a system like Montgomery typically gets the entire first drive. Gibbs will get the entire second drive, see how they're both going. And then the game will kind of flow between there. But so it's like, he's almost like half of what he is, but he's still so electric, which is why he's at three. Cause he can catch, he can run, uh, he can get down. Like he's got explosion, but yeah. He's everything Reggie Bush was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly. yeah. Uh, yeah. Timmy. How about yourself? Uh, I agree with the Jameer Gibbs could be number two. I think he's one of the mo- more talented backs here. Um, I think if we he, if David Montgomery wasn't there, I think we would probably have Gibbs at two because we would have just seen so much more from him. Um, I agree with Brandon. I think James Cook is probably better than Rashad White, and I actually think James Cook is better than David Montgomery, to be honest with you. I think Montgomery mm. gets a lot of hype because he scores a lot of touchdowns, but you know a lot of those touchdowns are like from the four-yard line. Um, where plenty of backs would score. So um, my only gripe is Keenan left off the best running back. Lamar Jackson isn't even on this list. Uh, <laughs> uh, push eight off. Gus, get him out of here, whoever it was. Lamar won. That's actually true. Yeah. If Lamar, if Lamar, honestly, if you had him as a running back, he'd probably be two or three, depending on how I felt in the day. Like McCaffrey's obviously just the one. Like <laughs> McCaffrey really not at be. one, it just makes it so this isn't a list anymore. Like I, <laughs> I didn't have him at one. I'm shut down from doing a list for the rest of 2024. I may be able to pick it up in 2025, maybe. So not for not for nothing. Like just just to quip this here, uh, Lamar's like one of the only quarterbacks that truly like does run through the tackles like a running back. Like Hertz is obviously a physical quarterback, and Cam Newton, like obviously like him and Josh Allen, they can bully people. But like Lamar hits the hole like a goddamn running back, like for real. Like he's, yeah, he does. I don't know, he's beautiful to watch run. Honestly, like he, he has just like, kind of glides. He has like a Lev Bell to him where he's so patient, but like a quicker step. So like he's just like he waits, waits, and then it's gone. But then he never hits full speed, which pisses me off. It'll forever piss me off. Like he just needs <laughs> to go. Like I need a one time like Allen's run. I need to see that from Lamar. Like just oh, where he just. Beautiful. Like he just like the closest thing we got it actually was against the Bills in the wild card game. If you're thinking playoffs in the regular season would have been his one against the Bengals where you was doing whatever you wanted to in that one. (laughs) That was that was electric. But uh, okay, so 
I'm gonna go. I'll go to top. I'll go to top eight defenses. We got to speed this up too because it is getting late. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. No, I, we're good. Uh, top eight defenses. Uh, Tim starts his new job at the mill tomorrow. At, the at mill. five a.m. sharp. Four thirty a.m. Got to get there early for the first day. <laughs> Is that an Irish accent? What the hell was that? Gotta get I'm just trying to do like first day, bro. Like the, the the dad on Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know if I've seen a full episode of that, so I can't even. Oh, the I only thing I think of is properly. naughty. That one guy. Naughty. <laughs> all right so y'all are crazy yeah okay to get through this uh eight detroit lions seven tampa bay buccaneers six green bay packers five houston texans four buffalo bills three kansas city chiefs two san francisco 49ers one baltimore ravens kyle i know you think the Baltimore Bias. Is better than the packers Packers should be eight you, could, uh, you I, could i can't have the packers that high i would for sure at least flip the bucks there and you could you could talk me into the bucks being top five honestly so I mean, they would be ahead of probably the Texans. You would have there. Yes, Texans. I, think, I couldn't have in the top five either. I think that the Texans are an underrated defense. I think they've been creating turnovers and creating touchdowns over these last four weeks. I think that they Will Anderson's become a guy who's actually getting to the quarterback, not just pressuring there as well. I think they've got a good d- defense over there. D'Amico Ryan's is doing a good job there. So I, I I'll definitively you- have them in the top five. If you want to have. The Bucks above the Packers, sure. And then the Packers, I think, have a more well-rounded defense than the Lions. I think, they'll, oh, as we said, the Lions are Aiden Hutchinson, Brian Branch, and that's like, it's literally it comes down to that. I think the Packers have a more well-rounded defense. So if you want to see the Bucks are better, fine. I wouldn't say it's a bias thing. I think that they're six and seven, but I don't – the top five to me are – I just said I, bias I because you picked the Packers to win this weekend. So you had, you had to justify <laughs> I mean, it. Would be, it would, <laughs> It would, have been, right. it would have been by. I mean, I have the 49ers at two. It would have been biased if I had like, the 49ers at yeah, five. 49ers at eight. <laughs> I definitely don't have it in them this year. Just, man, that Nick Bosa guy's okay, I guess. <laughs> What's your top five? What's your top five? Houston Texans five. Houston Texans five. Buffalo Bills four. Kansas City Chiefs three. San Francisco 49ers two. Ravens one. Honestly, you could talk me into switching the Chiefs and the 49ers. I wouldn't be. Um, Honestly, so you had Ravens one. Sorry, I, I yeah. was. Ravens I was are one, and that's a definitive like lock it in one. You could, and I I don't want it to make it seem like biased towards the Bucks here, but you could talk me into the Bucks at number four. I think that's way too high for the Bills. Uh, I don't think the Bills defense is good. Um, I don't think the Packers defense is good. I was really in love with the Cowboys winning last week for that reason. And I actually like the Lions defense a little better than the Packers. And I'm not a big fan of the Lions defense either, but I think they can at least stop you in the red zone. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know where exactly that would shake out for my list, but I would have the Bills lower. I would have the Pack lower. I'd probably have them last like Tim, honestly. And then the Lions somewhere in that 6-7 range after that. Your, your list sounds like it's um, Packers 8 Either Texans seven or Lions seven six doesn't really matter. Bills five, Buccaneers four, Chiefs three or two, 49ers three or two, and Ravens one. So when you put it like that, I might even have the Texans there by default. Like I think they're, 
I think the Texans aren't a bad defense and are not a good defense. But like you said, they're creating turnovers. So I think I'd have them in the five spot. But yeah, the Bills would have to be lower, even though they've summed up some good performances. But you really just never know what you're getting week to week. I mean, the Steelers really didn't have too much trouble moving the ball on them. Um, but yeah, Chiefs, Niners, Ravens in any order would be in my top three. You could even talk to me about the Chiefs being two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Timmy, do you have your uh, last thoughts? Right, I agree with how we re remade it. Um, I think Texans going against the Bills, they could be like right there with them. So five and six is between Texans Bills for me. I would have Lions seven, Packers eight, uh, and then four would be you have Tampa. Tampa. I would take the Tampa Bay defense over the Bills. Uh, I think I definitely would. Um, yeah, and then three. I, I agree. You could definitely talk me into Chiefs over 49ers. Um, but a lot of the times the 49ers win because their offense just dominates and controls the ball. So we don't get to see a lot of the shutdown. Mm-hmm. So. Fair enough. All righty. Um, so then we are at – I'm going to go quarterbacks. See, I think – is that last? Is QB's That's last? No, I was going to say, we have teams. Would you rather teams or quarterbacks? Save. Yeah, yeah okay, we'll do quarterbacks. We'll do quarterbacks sure. then, yeah. Oh, God, eight and seven. And I want to hear what how this compares to your original 14, like what your top eight was last time and what your top eight is now. Um, so I'd have to organize it different. Okay, so Baker Mayfield is eight, Brock Purdy seven. I almost want to switch that, but that's right. Whatever, I don't even. And you care had really. Purdy seven last time. I that's had Purdy. Consistent. I had Baker was the lowest. Brock Purdy was seven. Jared Goff six. Jordan Love five. C.J. Stroud four. Josh Allen three. Patrick Mahomes two. Lamar Jackson one. One, two, and three are all the same. C.J. Actually, and four. I had C.J. Those are my top four. Jordan Love. Hopped ahead of Jared Goff. Like Jared, no, I had Jared Goff, but I have the same list. I have the same exact order. Actually, what am I talking about? Other than Brock Purdy, I think it was above Jared Goff, but I think I had the same exact order. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, before, I think going into this, I think me and Tim especially were like Goff ahead of love. Now I think it's completely justifiable after last week, regardless if you want to say Dan Quinn was prepared or unprepared. Uh, you cannot argue Jordan Love or Stroud being that high. Um, I could make the case maybe Josh Allen ahead of Mahomes, just, you know, not off of their lifetime, obviously, but as of the last 12 weeks, 10 weeks, I could argue Josh Allen being two. Um, Honestly, you could even argue Josh Allen being one, even though Lamar is going to be the MVP. But, yeah, yeah. I can't really debate that because, you know, what your list was originally kind of shook out to fruition at least in that Goff, Jordan Love, Stroud department. Like, Stroud and Love fucking showed up. Uh, will they continue mm-hmm. that? We'll see. So I'm interested to hear your your rankings after this weekend. Yeah, as I was saying, also, weekend. Jared Goff, fun fact, was like 22 of 22 when not pressured against the Rams. He was literally perfect. They but, took uh, their foot off the gas in that game. Like, they, they got, you know, pretty conservative, which is unlike Dan Quinn. Yeah. So, or sorry, Dan Campbell, not Dan Quinn. Uh, it's completely unlike them to, you know, go that conservative and not be aggressive. And yeah, I feel like they almost could have put it to the Rams, honestly, if they wanted to, or at least made it tougher on them. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I don't like how they close the game, honestly. The Lions. Timmy, any questions, comments, concerns? Um, I'm just trying to think. I got a question for you. Yeah. If you start a franchise right now, would you take Jordan Love or C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud. Okay. It's interesting because J.J. Watt tweeted and he said that Pro Football Focus graded both of their games and uh, Jordan Love got like, this a, big like a high yesterday. 90 or a low 90 and C.J. Stroud got like a 90. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud got a 92. 78 because he just didn't make like smarter throws. He was just making like he threw one interceptable ball and that would docked his grade. The Brevin Jordan touchdown, it was like a four yard yeah, out. So they didn't really give him any like points. A high quali- yeah. It wasn't a high quality throw. It was just basically run after the catch. Um, I know they probably docked him a touch for barely missing Nico on that. Like they, I don't understand how it was a 92 to 77. You can't convince me the guys who went 16 of 21, 16 of 22, the same exact yards, pretty much three touchdowns out of 157.2 passer rating were in different stratospheres, but that's okay. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that ratings is based off of, like you said, the throws. Yeah, like decisions. It's not even necessarily throws. It's just why did you throw it to that guy when you could have thrown it over here? Yes, he wasn't open. But you threw him open, so we'll give you a couple bonus points there. But like a smarter decision would have been this or whatever. Uh, but because because uh, I agree with JJ's sentiment in general, like that's whack that it was graded that way. But he was also saying like PFF sucks and this and that. And I think it sounds like like in the research I was doing yesterday that like former coaches work for PFF, mm-hmm. and it's like some coaches even use PFF to like boost their ranking. So I was kind of upset that JJ said that because I think that's whack. Uh, he's got a big audience, so that can like misinform. Not that I'm super informed on PFF, but PFF seems pretty legit. I mean, NBC oh. uses that when they're introducing players and shit like that. No, no, absolutely. Um, but I agree with I agree with the sentiment of CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, though. That is weird that they were like 15 points apart. Uh, and to Tim's question, I'd probably take Stroud only because you could tell me maybe Jordan Love is a bit of a product of Lafleur, but at the same time, Love can make every single throw. Uh, he's super poised. He's super poised. What's the age difference between the two? Oh, I think Love's twenty-four, twenty-five. I think I think okay. Gordon Love's twenty-five and CJ Stroud's twenty-two. But let me check that. that I don't think right. CJ Stroud. I think turns twenty. Actually, I think he might be even twenty-one. I think he might turn twenty-two, 22. in October. Yeah. Stroud is twenty-two. Love is twenty-five. Okay, and then he turns twenty-three in October. Bonus yeah. to CJ Stroud, you get okay. to reset the rookie QB clock. You know, they have a few more years, three more years of, of rookie QB. Because Jordan Love's already on that new extension. He's on that one-year $30 million deal or whatever. They got to pay him. But, CJ, you get a yeah. few years out of him. Aaron himself yeah, he a years of team Texans control. can load up on that team. Exactly. They can absolutely load they up. They will. I think they've got $70 million worth of capital. That's, that's what you that's do. And you get the rookie quarterback that balls out. That's what Burrow did. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. Oh. Mahomes, the same thing. You get Hill and Kelsey. Like that's what you do by eliminating. I do want to say one. Go ahead, Tim. By eliminating okay. the Browns, they're they have their first round pick, so that actually pushed their pick down. Uh, so if they would have lost, the Browns obviously would have had a worse pick. But the Texans have that pick because of the Sean trade. So yeah, so fun stuff. I think um, I'd pick uh, Stroud over over Love because I think Stroud elevates his receivers. Because Nico Collins wasn't like a great receiver before, you know, with 
granted he was with Davis Mills and, you know, cats like that, but, you know, he's, he elevated him and Tank Dell, you know, also as well too. And, you know, Noah Brown and John Mechie. And so I think oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely, I agree with that. Not that Jordan Love hasn't elevated his guys because obviously we saw what they did with Aaron Rodgers last year and then we see what he's doing this year. The offense looks much better and I think that has a lot to do with Aaron Rodgers' arrogance and not wanting to run the offense that LaFleur is calling and it's just showing kind of how great of a play call LaFleur is. But last list and then we can, if we have anything else, we can go from there. But top eight teams, I've got... The Bucks at eight, Tampa Bay Bucks at eight, the Houston Texans at seven, the Green Bay Packers at six, the Kansas City Chiefs at five, the Buffalo Bills at four, Detroit Lions at three, the San Francisco 49ers at two, and the Baltimore Ravens at one. I like it for the most part. What say you? Um, before we get cut off, I was saying, like, is this indicative on who's going to win it all? Like, is it a ranking of that or just straight up, like, who is the better team? Because, I mean... You could almost put the Chiefs higher if that's the case, you know, just as far as trust. I don't, again, I don't love their roster. Um, but you could even talk me into, I know the Lions are probably the most explosive team, but you could talk me into Bills over the Lions at three and four. But overall, I'm not mad at it, especially if the Lions actually do take care of business this weekend, then I definitely can't hate it. Um, but the Lions, it's just one of those things you just never know with a type of team like that, where they should. We've seen them kind of falter. I mean, honestly, you know, their loss to the Packers midseason, that doesn't look as bad anymore, right, with the Packers being in the divisional round. But they, I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago, they were fighting for their life with the Vikings. And um, what's homie's name? Who, who, who did they start at QB that day? Nick Mullins, I think it was, who gave them problems. So, I mean, they're not exactly Jekyll and Hyde. They're not trick-or-treat necessarily, but they definitely can lose you one. They still can lose you one. Uh, and that's not to say the Bills – won't either i mean they're not the strongest team especially on defense but you know i look at buffalo as they've been playing playoff games for the last six seven weeks uh so they're kind of used to this so i'd have them ahead of the lions maybe in that regard but lions are pretty well rounded especially when you look at what their defense did in the red zone you give them props a little bit for that defense i know we had them all like seven or eight in your defensive ranking but they can at least you know get some playmakers and yeah their offense is just completely explosive Uh, Brandon, your thoughts on it? Um, I agree with Kyle. I, I think, you know, Kansas City, you can kind of raise them up a little bit or, or knock them down a couple notches. I do think I think Baltimore and San Francisco are the top two teams. Baltimore one, San Francisco two. Um, yeah, I, re I really don't have any issues with the list. Okay. And then, Timmy, you? I think – if we're talking about chances of making it or winning the Super Bowl, I think the Lions are a little bit too high. But if anything, they're four or five at worst. Uh, just because they have to play the 49ers, most likely, if that's how all these things work out. Um, and if they don't, they play a divisional opponent in the Packers, which is also scary. So that going being said, and then they got to play a great team in the AFC. So it's a tough route for the, the Lions here. Um, so I'd probably put them down a little bit. I uh, definitely favor the Bills over the Lions, I think. So, Keen, just to check one more time before we okay. sign off. Um, well, you wouldn't put 50 down on the Packers? You're not that confident? Yeah. 
so now so now I'm wondering now I'm just wondering how confident you are. No, no, no. No, I'm putting twenty five is well, I mean I wanted to okay. put twenty, but okay. I'm five dollars is five dollars. I'm gonna go twenty five. I'm not going fifty on that. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. no 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 I know I'm no I know you're I'm not even saying that I'm not going fifty on that. Like um listen, it's an upset. They're literally favored by nine and a half. It's an upset. I'm picking the upset here and I understand that. So on paper the forty okay. ers right. absolutely well, should win. When I win, that I will expect the one twenty five in total at some point. I won't I won't rush on it, but <laughs> I will um, be there. So also, I will be like, there Super are you coming up for the Super Bowl? I mean, if you're, I mean, down. If not you're only will down, I be there Super Bowl weekend, I found like out the, the pod, day I'm flying out is be. actually NBA trade deadline day. So notoriously, yo, Brandon's between Brandon and Steven Esteban Vamos. That's like my woes and my shams on trade deadline day. Like everything I miss on Twitter, Brandon Petty or Esteban Ramos, they got it for me. So I'm sure I'll get off a flight to a world of news that day that was your prediction KD that was your prediction to the golden state that warriors here we come yeah yeah i'm very interested to see how this nba season shakes <laughs> out because you would have told me we'll save that for lakers Suns, and warriors would be at this point right now i would not have believed you maybe two out of the three Oh my god. No, absolutely not. And if you would have told me the Clippers, Clippers. and James Harden project was gonna work out this well so far, yeah. But I'm, I'm again it's coming down <laughs> at some point. I'm just true, waiting for the fall. True. Um but we'll talk we'll we'll talk. <laughs> Wait, we're waiting for we saw we saw it in Brooklyn. And it's the we saw it in Philly. We've seen this before. It yep. goes up and then it goes down. The second James Harden is crashing in, down. The second James Harden thinks he needs to shoot more shots, it's going down. But this was the Warner Brothers podcast. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on. Great to have you. Timmy, great to have you as always. Kyle, you have to be the – I'm just kidding. Great to have you as always as well. <laughs> great to have you always as well. Uh, again, this is one of the most fun shows, predicting these playoff games, divisional round. Hopefully it's going to be the best or if not one of the best weekends of the entire football season. We'll be back on Monday. You will see it on Tuesday to give our thoughts on the weekend games. And we are out. Black man.